and I'm live again. I was thinking to myself there, how would I start this off? And I'm saying, oh, I could say, oh, a fourth one in one day, it's not possible. Or something silly like that. And I just basically started recording because I have to get over myself and just start talking. Because once I start talking, I can actually just kind of keep it rolling. And hopefully it's not too waffly. But what I was thinking of saying was something along the lines of, he couldn't have done four podcasts in one day, and ah, I did, so there, or something like that, obviously a little bit better than that, but what it's made me think of is, and again, not to fucking bore a hole in the side of your head repeating myself too much, but this idea of you creating your own reality, and that quote that I've mentioned a couple of times and I'm going to mention again, whether or not you think you can or can't do something, you're right, that's a fucking outstanding quote it was a it's a henry ford quote your man who um, essentially invented the car really or at least invented the mass produced car with you know four wheels and a steering wheel and seats the model t ford presumably named after himself henry ford interesting character um not a particularly nice character i don't think but interesting nonetheless anyway he's quoted as having said whether or not you think you can do something or think you can't, you're right. Now, I'm paraphrasing that as always, but the, the sentiment is there. The idea being, if I was to say to myself, you know, you, you can't do four solo podcasts in one day, well, then I'd be right. Because if you think you can't do it, how are you going to do it? You're not going to be able to do something that you think you can't do. So that ties in nicely with what I've been saying about this idea of you creating your own reality. If you think you can do... 10 podcasts in one day well at least there's a fucking chance you can now there's a limiting element to that thinking doesn't necessarily make it so I could think that I could run 5k in 11 minutes but that shit ain't happening and you know you can extrapolate that to anything could I record a thousand podcasts in one day you know, not if they're going to be fucking any more than five minutes long because there isn't 5,000 minutes in a day. At least I don't think there is. There couldn't be. Could there be? Is there? I don't know. Maths wouldn't be my strong point. Anyway, I touched on a couple of dodgy topics there earlier on. Um, and I'm going to touch on another one. One that I've been meaning to... Again, this is a topic that I've been meaning to dedicate a bit of time on and get my thoughts straight on before I touched it and the topic is abortion and abortion is a bit of a a hot topic in Ireland at the minute I think without using too flippant a language but the reason being that and I, look I, I don't follow the news in Ireland or, or elsewhere so I don't really know what this whole repeal the 8th thing is my understanding of it is that there is is or was an amendment made to our constitution prohibiting any chance that there would ever be legal abortions in Ireland and the repeal the 8th movement I think uh, please hit me up an email to iamoffthelete at gmail.com if I've got this completely arseways but my understanding is that there is a movement called repeal the 8th which is looking to get legislation changed so that a woman 
in Ireland who wanted is the wrong word, who felt the need to have an abortion, I think is a better way of phrasing it. I don't think anybody wants to have an abortion. Needs maybe might be a better word, but whatever. Semantics aside, the repeal the eighth movement, to my knowledge, is a movement that is looking to change legislation so that essentially abortions wouldn't be illegal anymore. Now, where I fall on this topic has in a sense been decided for me already because of another view that I hold. And that view is that I'm fundamentally opposed to things being banned. Now this is where it gets a little bit squirrely. My idea of things not being banned relies on there being no one else harmed in your decision to do something. So take cannabis as a perfect example. My consuming cannabis harms nobody. Now, I could overconsume it and I mightn't be able to, you know, go to work or get out of bed or whatever, but at least that's only harming me. Now, granted, you could argue that would be harming my family, but again, that would be me harming my family, not the drug harming my family. I mean, alcohol is legal in this country and rightly so, in my opinion, it should be. But look, it ruins lives. But the alcohol doesn't ruin the lives. It's the people who abuse the substance that ruin their lives and the lives of people around them. So you can say that cannabis itself harms no one other than the person using it, obviously if they use too much of it. I don't think there's any reason to believe it's remotely harmful if it's not being abused. Like most things. I mean, knives aren't harmful unless you're, you know, abusing them. A butter knife isn't harmful until you stick it in the side of someone's head. But again, that's you harming somebody else. So that's illegal. So knives are legal, but stabbing people isn't legal. And stabbing people shouldn't be made legal, even though I'm fundamentally opposed to banning things. Because stabbing somebody hurts somebody other than yourself. I don't think there's a law against stabbing yourself. Maybe there is, but I don't think there is. And why should there be? If you want to stab yourself, stab yourself. But I digress as usual. But the reason why my nothing should be banned thing gets a bit squirrely, because people will argue that if you legalize abortion and lift the ban, say, you are harming somebody other than yourself. You're, har- you're harming the fetus or, I don't know if baby is the appropriate term, but fetus said that you're aborting. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of the debate. I don't know if the repeal, the eighth people, so the people who want to have abortions legalised, I don't know if there's a timeline there. I don't think that, as far as I know at least, they're not campaigning for abortions before a certain timeline. They're campaigning for abortions and then the timeline to be, I don't know, maybe decided at a later date 
or on a case-by-case basis or whatever. But I saw a sign this morning, and it was, I, I just thought it was quite misleading and disingenuous. It was the picture of a fetus. It was on a big billboard in Dublin over by the Red Cow. It was of a fetus. And the caption was, at, I think it was, at seven weeks I can move. It's science. And I was like, you fucking wankers, that's such a misleading thing. You know, yeah, so something can move. I mean, I'm driving at the minute, as you, as you might be able to, to tell by the, the background noise. God knows how many fucking ants and slugs and beetles and God knows what else I'm after fucking crushing on my drive over here. Just because something moves doesn't mean that it's necessarily anything more than a slug or a crustacean or a plant, okay? Movement doesn't mean anything, essentially. Like, I'm not up for genocide every time I mow my lawn. And grass moves. So this idea that saying that something moves and that that's a scientific fact some way bolsters your argument in relation to whether or not people should have the right to have abortions is a bit, I don't know, disingenuous in some way to me. But anyway, and I must actually get clearance from myself, I will, I'm going to need to get clearance from myself before I, I publish this. So if you're listening to this online, bear in mind that my fiance Ruth has given me the, the go-ahead say, because I'm going to, I suppose, involve her. Because last year, in 2017, in, the, in the, the first half of last year, my fiance Ruth, I don't even know how to phrase this, suffered two miscarriages. If memory serves me correctly, one was at seven weeks and one was at 11 weeks. Now, we were trying for our second child we were successful in getting pregnant but Ruth's body for whatever reason wasn't comfortable in carrying that particular fetus full term and I think miscarriages in a sense are are nature's abortions in a way if your body for whatever reason feels that this fetus isn't going to transform into a viable flourishing human being it basically says, no, fuck it, and it, it terminates its, itself to a degree. Or the, the new life that it's, that's been created inside, it says, no, this isn't working. Let's cut our losses and move on. That seems to be the, that seems to be kind of nature's way as such, as I see it. And again, like everything that I say on either the the conversations that I'm having with people are these solo episodes. These are my own sovereign thoughts and opinions. And you can disagree with them all you want. And you can think I'm full of shit. And you can, you know, say whatever you want. But you're getting my honest opinion. And my honest opinion is there to be changed. If you've got a better argument, if you disagree with anything that I've said on, on this topic or any other, if you disagree with it, and you have a point to make, and your point is more than God thinks abortions are evil or something that equates to such nonsense, that shit I don't want to hear. Okay? If it's against your religion, fuck you and your religion. I don't give a shit. But if you've got a rational, logical, reasonable argument outlining 
the flaw in my way of thinking, I'm all ears, okay? I'm wrong about loads of things. I could very well be wrong on this issue. I'm off the lead at gmail.com if you've something to add. Something to add is not killing babies is murder, okay? But anyway, the reason that I mentioned the miscarriages that occurred in, in mine and Ruth's relationships eh, at the start of last year is because and I don't mean to be overly or overtly blunt when I say this there was no funeral okay there was no funeral A life hadn't been lost. And I don't see how... If nature hadn't aborted those babies... And a hospital had... I don't see how that would have been a life taken. And therefore I wouldn't equate abortion with murder... As people seem to... heavy stuff but I think it's something that's not spoken about certainly not at length we get fucking sound bitey things like you know some host on some TV program no doubt has had a pro-life person and a pro-choice person and they've battled it out on stage for the world to see for you know 15 minutes and then distilled it down to the the meaty three minute slot that they had for it you know I'm sure that's gone on en masse but if anybody would like to discuss this issue with me at length ideally somebody who doesn't really have an opinion one way or the other because at least then we could kind of thrash it out or maybe better still maybe it would be somebody who doesn't think that this legislation should be amended but again has a better argument than it will make God angry something that equates to such nonsense so yeah in for a penny in for a pound I touched on the utility of racism and bigotry earlier and now I'm talking about um, women's right to choose there's another issue I think and this to be fair has gotten I think a, a bit of airtime. this notion that it's a class thing this idea that a wealthier woman or a woman or a couple or whatever way you want to phrase it with with better means like with, with, with more money has the capability say of travelling as it's called which essentially means going to England and getting an abortion which happens I won't try and quote the figures but it happens an alarming amount of times I, th- I think it could be several a day. Irish women are forced to travel to the UK to have abortions because they're illegal here. And as far as I'm aware, the only reason that they're here is because the Catholic Church is meddling in our society. How that shit hasn't been stamped out a long time ago, I don't know. What I can do to help further stamp out what remains, I'm all ears. Because that's, that's something that's 
worth fighting against. So there's a a class issue there. It's a it's a bigger problem for poorer women in our society that don't literally have the funds to head to England and like the irony there is they don't have the funds to go to England and have the abortion so they end up having the child here which do you think costs more raising a child up until they're what 18 or 20 or the flights over and back and even the fact that we impose that on our citizens having to travel to the UK as though it was something to be ashamed about hardly something to be proud of but it's something that you should be proud of and ashamed of in equal measure neither of either in a way but yeah look I'm off the lead at gmail.com let me know if you agree with me let me know if you disagree with me but let's Let's provoke a few conversations and possibly initiate some change. I hope this has been, you know, relatively eye-opening to you, maybe, or, or useful, maybe, or challenging, maybe. Maybe you're, maybe there's fucking steam coming out your ears that I would have the cheek or the gall or the audacity to, to use the platform that I have to espouse such evil, contemptible views. But look, I'm, I'm putting it out there possibly to have my views changed maybe I'm missing something let me know if I am but please please refrain from telling me that I'm evil or telling me that I'm going to burn in hell or or anything of the sort if you've got a, a rational reasonable logical argument for things to remain the same I'm all ears and I'm absolutely open to having my my view changed so I'm off the lead at gmail.com as I said, if you're listening to this online, it means that I've cleared it with herself. I wouldn't talk about such matters, especially with her involvement, without her consent. So let me know what you think, and I'll chat you soon.